0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast and we're not talking about the last bus, although you know where it is and where it's going to. We are here in Ravenhill. I thought they were about to say uh, we're about to switch off the lights, guys. you got to leave. We are about to leave a long journey home. I'm Rob Murphy. Welcome along to a show that has jam-packed of really, really good audio. Stay tuned for a great interview with Dan McFarlane because he was in super form. Why wouldn't he be? They won by 35 points to three. Interesting stuff with Andy Friend as well. Our initial reaction to the game on Galway Bay FM where we just really kind of give you a quick Instant reaction, plus a little bit of extra reaction afterwards. But first of all, I need to welcome along the main guest on the podcast this week, William Davis.
1: Good evening, Rob.
0: Oh, I Brett almost from that intro. Alan Deacon. Hi, Rob. Are you on that last bus to Victoria Station? I hope not. Good, because you're in the car. Yep. All right, long journey home. Here's the match. Well, we've uh, condensed it down to maybe one maximum two Ulster tries, okay? Editor Emmett, hope oh, you realise it
1: no, I'm, I'm doing it this oh,
0: week. Oh, you're doing it this week. Well, in that case, just, just pick two tries out. Yeah. OK, and maybe leave it at that.
1: Well,
2: maybe the Paddy McAllister incident.
0: Oh, yeah, three highlights. All right, before we stop talking, otherwise he'll have more work to do. And from there, you're going to hear our post-game reaction and then join us back here in a second. Well, Halloran, under pressure. Contested in the air. A little bit of contact, I would have thought, as well. But Connick have knocked on a fourth knock on from five Gary Owens for Connick. That's the story so far. Cozia oh. in open territory. Paddy McAllister with a no arms tackle. And that is going to be looked back on, surely. Out it comes to Bullock home, though. We play on. One pass inside might do it. Brilliant stuff from him, from Ray. It's into the hands of Billy Burns. Burns might go all the way. Underneath the posting goal. Great out for top tackle. But he's still over the line. He scored. Ulster have two tries. And from a position five minutes ago of Connacht looking like they had a bit of a shot and really being competitive in this game it's getting away from them very very fast one thing's for sure too I think there might be some supplementary discipline there against Paddy McAllister
2: yeah I think he could be in bother for that that looked pretty bad without an intake of breath when it happened it was um, it was a shoulder charge we are in all Connacht their, their, their attempts to deal with a high ball are shambolic
0: Rob Herring throws into the line I'll Ulster have it and they're driving towards the line Kieran Treadwell is the target beautiful stuff from Ulster come off the side bonus point try you'd imagine it is 80 minutes on the clock Ulster 35 Connacht 3 it's not a record score for Ulster here against Connick, but it's not going to be a memorable one in any way for Connacht
2: no that was uh, a bit of a lesson look we know they were missing players And you'd have to say they kept going as best they could, but that period before half-time, very concerning, because Connacht had a lot of possession, and they just didn't seem to know how to score, and they didn't ask enough questions, and Ulster came through that, and they powered through 10 minutes of the second half, and by that stage, they put the game to bed. Um... It was a pon- that, that bit of play was very ponderous and it's something that's been going on all season and it's all come back to Inter Arno played three, lost three Leinster's coming next tomorrow week Leinster are a better outfit than Ulster and it's going to be very, very tough it's very, very hard this run of 13 games is just starting to tighten and tighten on Connacht and I suppose if they'd beaten Munster last week i have got a result in that game. That gives you a different momentum coming into this one. And you know, it's very concerning. Paddy McAllister came back. Has gone off. Failed. Looks like he's failed HIA. Maybe he's injured. We don't know.
0: Finley Balam looks a bit injured. Uh, you go through some of the other injuries. Peter Raw picked up a knock. Uh, the others we hope are just natural changes during the game. But certainly, there's a few more knocks. Alan Degan. I think most people are going to, from a conic perspective, are going to hone in on that phase before half time because it does seem to encapsulate something about Connick their tries seem to come from from the initial break and if they don't come be it from lineouts in into 22 or when they establish a foothold in the 22 they don't seem to have the I would say the street smarts to get over the line
1: oh, it's not just that they're just too one dimensional it's all about give the ball to a player see what he can do and then get it to the next player and see what he can do there's no there's no questions being asked there's no it, it, I'm, I'm looking for a shape I can't see a shape of, of any sort of, of where players think they can make a difference they can't see where the space is they're not sure where the space is they're not looking for space and for, for a while I, you know I was delighted to see Stephen Cairns getting more of a run because I think Caelan Blades jaded the guy played he only missed one game in the whole of last season um, and he's played every game so far this season that takes an awful lot out of a guy mentally now he's been put on the up for the Irish thing so he's going to have that on top of it as well he would have been at the, the um, get together last week so he's putting a lot of pressure on with, with no sign of Kieran Mármion there's a leader on the field yeah, missing he's like it, it's, he, it's, it's leadership as much as anything else
0: he started eight in a row now and all bar two so and as you said he's played every game he came off the bench and did it to
1: Yeah, and and, you know you add that to last season as well, and you're looking at a guy who's starting to look a bit mentally, a little bit mentally jaded, and and he's also looking. He's got a very young out-half outside him who doesn't like to kick the ball, which means there's more pressure on Blade to kick the ball. Is is that? not a huge part of
2: the problem the failure to move the ball away from the contact area I mean Connick just seemed to go through phase after phase I, I'm, I'm talking more about when they're, they have possession in midfield and you're thinking you can't keep losing yardage when you have the ball you've won a line out and three, four phases later you're 10, 15 metres back you've got to move the ball You've got to, and you've you've got to kick the ball. Well, you've you got you to have to, c- to find
1: space. Yeah. They have to F- find where the space is. And if there's no space in front of you to run the ball. If you can't run, so my I'd say to my say to my tens, that, you know, your job is to find space. You run to it, you pass to it, or you kick to it. There's no harm in kicking to space. Now I can understand why they were slightly afraid to kick tonight, because Will Addison was on fire. That's fall well, to play, well, as good a full back display as I've but seen
0: as well. Since don't, don't, well
1: when. don't kick it to Will Addison, get the ball to grass.
0: Not a huge problem, and I start with you, Alan. I mean, statistically, I had it at out of seven Gary Owens at one point. Yeah. Connacht had knocked on or turned over six of them. That's dreadful, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and it was simply, and, and again, it comes from the quality of the kicks that were coming in. Every one of those kicks was contestable.
0: But they seem catchable as well. They were, yeah, but they're a lot contestable, of them were you know but the, yeah. the fact that they're
1: contestable is enough okay. to put pressure on somebody else, and like. Um, Dan McFarlane would know Tiernan very well so he would know his weaknesses
0: yeah but Tiernan O'Halloran is usually superb under the high ball William
2: yeah he is and he normally cleans those situations up well he did last week yeah. Uh, but those kicks weren't as accurate as those uh, John Porch struggled a bit as well but that knocks the stuffing out of a team because suddenly Ulster have kicked it away and suddenly they've got a scrum or it's bobbled into touch and they've got a line out or they get clean possession from it
0: and yet in this game William and and with a view towards Leinster to lose and what Connick can do for the rest of the season Connick's line out was excellent the turnovers they got on Ulster were plentiful the first strike comes from a brilliant turnover on their own line, close to their own line, but just a lack of awareness of what to do with the ball then, was just swept through and scored. I mean, it was, it was these mistakes that were, were not backing up the fact that Connick set-piece was very, very strong, both from scrums and from lines.
2: They struggled a bit tonight at times because they actually maybe had too much ball, Connick, yeah. it was a case of they didn't... It, it was a game where they needed to get, maybe get rid of the ball, which goes back to the theory about the kicking. Yeah, the line was a lot better, the scrum was very tight... But that isn't enough to win games anymore. Rugby's changed markedly. I mean, sides that, that go through that, uh, when you look at stats like that, it, sides
1: can win. I mean, Ulster's line-out misfunctioned right through the game, and they've still run out easy winners. Yeah, and, and uh, that's, why the, that's why the score isn't quite as high as it could be. And and Connacht should have realised that and played to that and kicked more ball to the thing and put even more pressure on that line-out because that's where they I have a better chance of winning the game
0: all right 35 points to three if you've just joined us Ulster with five tries completely dominating this game Connacht uh just really struggled despite the fact that they had established a foothold as we've described to you just enough time for us to move things on a little bit guys we've talked about the injury problem think about a situation William where Connacht are in a much tougher conference than Ulster for example there's five teams going for two spots behind Munster we reckon because Munster should kick on and Connacht to retain their place in the Champions Cup, to get into the playoffs again, have a mountain of work to do now because in all logic, they're going to lose to Leinster. they have so many players missing. It's damage imitation. And then you're going on to February where they're going to have games against Cardiff home and away from there to the end of the season, Edinburgh home and away, Scarlet's at home. They have to go to Italy twice against every and Benetton. They still have to go to Munster and entertain Ulster and they can only probably lose two games out of all them.
2: Yeah, the, the wriggle room is decreasing mm. by the week. Um, they wanted to make the Fortress Sports going well. They've lost the two key home inter pros there. Uh, Leinster next week looks a really, really difficult night because Leinster in, just don't lose at the RDS and they seem to be able to pick whatever side suits them. So it's just another bit, very big challenge for them.
0: Do you throw your hat at that, Alan? Did, is that what you think they're going to do? To lose is an enormous game. Even in the context yeah. of the history of Connacht rugby, it's an enormous game. They win that, they're in the shake-up for a first-ever Champions Cup quarter like, Next
1: week doesn't matter, because everyone's losing in the RDS, so it doesn't matter. It's, it's again Anyone who has to go there is going to But does it lose. matter if
0: you lose by 50, 60 points? Probably,
1: but it, it, not, but not for Connacht, not the way put, Connacht... Yeah. Like, we're, we're, this is going back to... We're, we're sort of going back to where Connacht used to be. yeah, And ship huge defeats, and then all of a sudden in Europe, come up and out of nowhere, drag some sort of... Performance And that, that's what we we appear to be going back to that level.
0: Are they not still in this Pro 14 competition, though? Because I know it's said it's a tough thing after, uh, as the season progresses, but those games against Cardiff and Edinburgh seem to be against teams that are, are more at Connacht's level. Like Ulster, Leinster and Munster, it's been proven, are miles ahead in this competition. You look at the bookies' odds on who's going to win it, it's one of those three. None of the other teams, with possible exception of the Scarlets, are anywhere up to that level. And maybe Glasgow are in the other conference. From that perspective... Do you see where I'm coming from? I do. Do you think they're slipping out of contention for the yep. playoffs? You I do. do.
1: I, think, I think Cardiff have started to play a decent rugby again. For out of nowhere, they, they've suddenly started to play well. Um, Edinburgh, you know, I'd be very surprised if Edinburgh don't win at home tonight or tomorrow against Glasgow to make up for what they did last week. Right. They had a chance to win that game last week and they didn't take it. And I'd expect them to go and do it, which is just pushing more and more pressure on Connacht.
0: So we can at least park that for now. Cardiff comes in February, oh, William. You can nice. park it. Leinster is uh, down limitation exercise maybe something good comes from it in terms of performance and a sense of belief and who knows from there so that's what we're going to the RDS with yeah, I, and it's all about to lose isn't
2: it yeah it's all it's all about the to lose the, to lose is the key game because if you can win that then you've got you give yourself uh, a chance when you go to Montpellier they worked so hard to get into the Champions Cup they have to keep going in it but what they will have to look at Inter pros, I'm people are probably fed up with me saying it but it's nearly a third of your season you play 6 out of 21 games and when it comes to them Connacht win generally 2 now this season if we lose in Leinster and I I can't see Connacht winning in Leinster I hope they do they're going to be 0 and 4 with 2 to go so you you immediately the whole thing about the Pro 14 is you've got to win 13 stroke 14 games out Christ. of 21
0: Right.
2: and with the failures in the Inter-Pros you just back yourselves into this corner
0: you have to win we, every other game you have game. to win
2: every game and you've also got to play perfect rugby and, and, and it the, the they're going to have so many 8 point games Cardiff Edinburgh Benetton
0: the only thing is those teams Edinburgh Cardiff the Scarlets uh, Benetton are all playing each other and taking points off each other so I think it might be a massive battle for that third spot I can see the Scarlets maybe pushing on Alan reckons Cardiff is starting showing that kind of form and we know Edinburgh well coached good strong side so look it's not going to be easy still to play both Edinburgh and Cardiff twice we'll talk more about that in February to finish here Alan they go home disappointed glass half empty in this one that's for sure
1: Oh, no question. And, and as you say, Leinster, I think Leinster are going to look at next, next week and think, well, look what happened last year. Connacht played them off the field for... 60-65 yeah, minutes phenomenal and, performance. you know Leinster got lucky in the end and you know it, it sort of drove them it drove Leinster on to higher standards and they're not going to want to let that happen again yeah. this week and Leinster are not like Ulster once they get the four tries they go for the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth. Ulster didn't really do that tonight. They eased off. They started button a little bit which I'm sure Dan McFarland will be quite annoyed about. Speaking because, you know,
0: yeah it, it, sure.
1: it's something you that, that that's a slight lack of character that you'd want in your team that, that Leinster have
0: speaking of Dan McFarlane what I was going to say he's o- he was over well close to 14-15 years of his life in, in Gawain and in Connacht with Gaw regions, with Connacht coaching Montevay coaching again in the background with Connacht uh, people in Connacht Rugby will be very proud of the fact that he's doing such a good job here this Ulster team are heading absolutely for Champions Cup Rugby next season in the playoffs in this competition and they are probably heading for the quarterfinals as well. They'll be worried about Coltsia's injury and a couple of other things. But overall tonight, from a bonus point last week against Leinster to a five-pointer here. It's not a bad Christmas period so far.
2: Yeah, the, big, the interesting challenge for them is next week against Munster. It'll be very interesting to see how that game goes. Because I think physically Munster are capable of asking them questions that yeah. couldn't ask them uh, tonight. But they won't... Two wins in those two games. They'll take four points next week.
1: They'll take any sort of a win
2: against Munster. That yeah. would get them ten out of fifteen points.
1: And, Realist- and, and of course, Munster have a day less, and will be travelling to so Ulster. Have a big advantage next yes. week, you know. And then Munster are still in the Champions Cup, and they need a win in that Champions Cup the following week. Yeah. So you can't see Munster being. No, I, I, I think I think,
2: I think Ulster are starting to really get themselves into yeah. a, a position of a home quarter final in Europe, which is what they really, really want. Europe has Just been a place
0: to be rocking.
2: Yeah, Europe has been a disappointment since two thousand and twelve when they got to the final. Uh, and of course they were the first team to win, first Irish team to win a European competition a long time ago now, nineteen ninety-eight. And then Pro fourteen, yeah, they they're, they're taking it seriously. They want trophies, they want to win things, they need to get to that next stage and there's some of the younger players coming through there at last, they're starting to, to really show their their, their their mettle.
0: I just want to recap what you need to think about this week and look out for William will be at press conferences and we'll be feeding you through the information on GOLF FM throughout the week, who's going to be available for the January 4th clash in the RDS against Leinster and from tonight the headlines are Peter Robb taking a knock, could be put him out, Paddy McAllister just back and now he's taking a HIA that could put him out, plus there could be disciplinary issue for his tackle that was head-to-head contact with Code Zia. could be Quite a serious incident in terms of whether he gets a suspension as well. I might be exaggerating there, William. Am I? Do you think he might get some supplementary discipline? Wasn't dealt with on the pitch, so hopefully he will be okay.
2: I, but he's got a HIA issue. He's got right? a HIA issue. I suspect in an inter-provincial, look, the referees don't seem to want to make these decisions in them. Do you think there
0: might be supplementary? Yeah,
2: I, I think it's possible because that's the one area that has been really, really looked at.
0: Finley Bealum picked up a knock, and another worry. Just when you were starting to get the props back to full fitness, he's going to be a doubt going forward as well. So there are the concerns to go with the fact that Quinn Ruse picked up a knock this week Marmion's issue is ongoing we know Blade's a bit Matt, hard so
2: Matt Healy didn't make this game he selected he didn't make this
0: game and Horwitz came on there we're probably going to be looking at the likes of Kearns and Horwitz as a possible out- halfback and maybe yep. Godwin possibly He's
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think next weekend is almost a damage imitation mix and match operation yeah. and if there's one team in the world that you don't want to be doing that <laughs> against it's Leinster in Dublin that you couldn't pick a worse Scenario to have to go through uh, because they are they are high class and as Alan says they're ruthless. Well, the Ulster will be pulled up by that. Dan McFarland's going to say what happened after 51 minutes, lads, because they were, as you said, showboating, messing around. Guys were stepping off and it all got. They took what happened was they they cut their pace back yeah. to tick over mode, yeah. and when that happened to them, they didn't look very good, and mm-hmm. that's why. Munster could be stretched here next week because they've got Europe. But Munster will be harder physically, and that might really put pressure on us. And that's why these Interpros at Christmas are... Utterly fascinating games to watch.
0: Yeah. And we've had a, well, a tough one tonight from a conic perspective. It is stretching Connick's resources to the absolute breaking point. This run of 13 straight games, which will take us beyond Leinster and Toulouse to Montpellier before they finally get a couple of weeks off. That'll be well earned. Can they get to Toulouse in some sort of shape to have a go at that one in a few weeks? Well, they're going to have to rest some players next week. That's what we reckon. And welcome back to the more post-game, post-game section of the podcast. Here is the post-game interviews. Andy Friend speaking to me, first of all. Then we're going to hear from Kyle Godwin. Andy, uh, we're just coming to terms with that. I'm sure you guys are going to take a while to just try to dissect it. It's nowhere near what you wanted from that game.
3: No, nowhere near it. You're dead right, mate. We um, we come in here tonight saying we wanted to win the physicality battle and we didn't do that. Um, I, you know, you've got to give credit to Ulf, so I thought They were very strong. They were very determined out there and uh, and they definitely won that physical battle and it showed on the scoreline.
0: Real focus on that game from the perspective of analysis from where we were will be that attack towards the end those 30 phases so close to the line how did you see that play out and what's your thoughts on it
3: yeah i mean that's you know we put ourselves in good position just just before half time there but uh yeah we we just didn't have the the firepower to get across um and that's that that hurt us you know we burned a lot of fuel there for 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 no reward um went in at half time 14-3 uh we spoke about it came out but you you could see the Ulster crowd they lifted when they'd held us out there and and, uh, the Ulster changer must have been pretty boy because they came out and put 14 points on us within the next 10-12 minutes so um, yeah that was a crucial part of the game and we need to look at that and see how we can be better there
0: It's it's just that Ulster's defence will get a lot of credit there but at the same time there was a lot of advantages, there was a lot of opportunity off the back of scrums, is it angles of running did you be looking at, shape or
3: It's a combination of all that, it's options it's um, it's the collision line, it's uh, you know speed of support, it's um, it's, a, it's a whole host of things there and, and you know, that's something that we need to have a good look at because we had the possession in the right area of the field which couldn't get across the line.
0: It's funny, in a game where your set piece was near brilliant, a lot of turnovers on the Ulster line out, a really strong scrum, didn't yield enough really in the end.
3: Yeah, listen, I, th- I thought our set piece was outstanding, I thought we... We won all of virtually all of our lineout ball. I think all of our lineout ball. Uh, our scrum was really solid. We had good platform there. We were winning penalties, winning free kicks, turning over their line out ball. So normally when that happens, you win a game of football. You don't end up 32 points on the wrong side of it. But uh, that gives you an indication of where we then lost it. it. It wasn't at the set piece. So we had the we had the footy there, but. Um, you know, we we couldn't contain their, their box kicking early on. We couldn't get the ball. When we finally did get the ball, we didn't have the, the firepower to get across the line. And end of the day, you need to score tries.
0: You mentioned box kicking. I think it was six of seven were turnovers from Connacht uh, off the back of Cooney's kicking. How good is his kicking? But how frustrated are you from the Connacht perspective? then?
3: yeah, frustrated in that. You know, I, I didn't think uh, off the ball we worked hard enough to to, to provide some protection there for. <laughs> For our back three, and I thought um, on the other side of that, when we kicked, their 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 escort stuff was brilliant. Um, so yeah, we need we definitely need to be better there, though. You know, there's teams now going to going to start raining ball on us. But if you looked at the previous weekend, I thought Tiernan's work at the back of the field there was outstanding. So sometimes you have a bad night, and but it's an area that we need to we need to fix.
0: Just about the Leinster game, you know, going towards. A third into pro, three weeks. You really are going to have to rotate that squad a lot more, aren't you?
3: We don't have the numbers to rotate, mate. What we've got is what we've got. So we've been trying to, but we have 24 fit players now, um, and actually after tonight we probably got less than that. So it, it's all part of our learn to. You know, there's, you know, we we we've put ourselves in Champions Cup. We've put ourselves at the top end of Pro 14. We've got some bodies that are are banged up at the moment, um, but I'll guarantee you, Connett won't stop fighting. So. We'll we'll put a side out there next week that we will head to the RDS and we will be trying to win the game of football.
0: It's underlying that you're not going to be thinking at the Toulouse game when you select that team. You're just going to be taking thinking of what's the best team you can put out there. Yeah.
3: As we do for every week, yeah, you know, we, we, we try and put out a team that we think is, is good enough to win. Um, we've been stretched this year, but yeah, you know, that's out of that stretching the team grows. So we're definitely uh, it's a balance now how we just keep that, that growing and keep the belief there too. But uh, I know we'll be able to do that.
0: Kyle Godwin, I guess we're trying to make sense of what we've just seen there. Really, really tough afternoon for Connacht from a position of being in the game, coming towards halftime.
4: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it was a tough day in the office there. Uh, full credit to Ulster. You know, they were definitely the better team on the day and uh, they definitely out us and out-enthused us. Um, so that's something that we've got to really, really have a good hard look at ourselves and hopefully bring, bring that and change that in uh, the Leinster match next week
0: is there a perspective there as we watch the game you know yeah they seem to be the better team but at the same time coming towards half time 25 maybe 30 phases you had the extra man, game changes if you get a try there surely.
4: Yeah definitely that was a a huge momentum shift Um, on their try line um, going through those 25-30 phases and not coming back with a result you know it's lifts the Ulster crowd lifts the Ulster boys and obviously for us it's a, it's a frustrating into the the half time going into half time so definitely a momentum shift but you know we re- regrouped during half time and obviously again as i said before uh, Ulster came out and they were far more enthusiastic and got two quick tries after half time
0: how hard it was it to build momentum that game you know easy to say from the perspective we have but maybe boot the ball in the second half might have put you in better territorial position Maybe, what's the perspective down the field from that, that angle?
4: Yeah, definitely. So, from, you know, after half time and they've got two quick tries, you know, we're almost chasing the game and probably, probably did, again, force the issue in our own half a bit. But the mindset then is, well, we're chasing this game, so we're going to try and score. But maybe we should have been a bit more clever in the way we kick the ball and put them in the players and then played from the right end of the field. But again, it's a good learning curve for us and um, we'll review the game and make sure we're better for it next week against Leinster.
0: Going into that Leinster game, how do you regroup in terms of mindset and positivity?
4: definitely we still have such great belief in the squad uh we know we we can um we can match it with the best you know also obviously one of the top sides in the champions cup and also top side in the pro 14 so you know a lot to work on but we know we can definitely push their case and match it with them so you know it's a good lesson for us and we'll come back bouncing and firing
0: and before we finish with the interviews we will hear from Dan McFarland. I know our listeners follow your progress here with great pride in what you're achieving uh, up here. So you're into uh, another couple of weeks of uh, one more week of Pro14 and then Champions Cup rugby. Things kicking along nicely.
5: Thank, thanks, Rob. And, uh, yeah, look, it's, uh, I've still got a good connection with uh, with Galway. I've got a lot of friends and uh, contacts spread all over the province, and you know uh, I, I'm obviously very fond of my time there. But uh, I have to admit, Rob, that uh, losing here last year was. Uh, a, a Big heartache for me, and uh, I needed that tonight.
0: The quarterfinal didn't make up for. No, <laughs> uh, I don't.
5: I don't. I don't think so. Like. Yeah, uh, I know. what Like it's. It was a round-robin game, and we, like we don't like to lose at home, and uh, we, we had to pull out uh, We had to pull out right tonight, and we uh, we managed it against. Uh, really tough team
0: In as best as you can you'll understand this is from a conic perspective but we look at that attack before half time and think how do you not score a try after 30 phases what's your perspective on that if you kind of look at through the conic prism and why there wasn't a try there in that situation I, I, we were saying the box there and we were
5: saying that, that both teams were playing Excellent work, yeah. And um, then they, Connor held the ball for thirty phases. That takes a lot of doing. Mm. We put in some massive hits. They had to hold the ball, and then they had would have real carries and uh, really good carries and get within a meter. But we went down for a yellow card, which shouldn't have been a yellow card, or well, I don't think it should have been a yellow card because they only go two penalties were in about six minutes. So I can't really understand what that was for. But we had to defend with fourteen men, and, and look, you know, it, it could easily have been a try in the same way that we managed to get a great play to, to, to turn the ball over so it was, it was a fantastic piece of rugby everybody was on the edge of their seats and uh, we, we I suppose I'd, I'd say that, that on the bench we were just lucky enough to come out on top there
0: Would you have some sympathy for what Andy Friend is dealing with? You know what it was like in Connacht the injury county currently has the intensity of 3 interprovincials, inter-provincials he's just trying to get enough players on the field next week
5: yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe a little bit you know, when I look at it, I think Connor had several, maybe six or seven of their starting players missing. Yeah. Um, we had six or seven of our starting players yeah. missing. Yeah. Um, we all suffer with injuries at, at various stages in the season, and it is it is what it is. You know, I know that Andy is not moaning about the injuries. You know, that he, he's not that kind of bloke. You know? yeah. he's, he's just getting on with it. But you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, you know, so. We had our, our probably our, our biggest player, certainly in terms of stature, um, okay. get knocked out with a red card incident yeah. um, after after ten minutes, and nothing happened. But it is what it is; you got to ride with
0: it. All right, we're back here in the media area of this beautiful stadium that we can never stop saying how great it is. Great welcome, well looked after as always, weren't we, William?
2: Yes, we were.
0: And there you heard from Dan McFarland doing a great job up here. And as I said, we're all kind of a little proud of it because he's played such a great role in Connacht back in the day and he's moved on. Doing quite well.
2: Yeah, Ulster are starting to, to motor, I think. Um, they're just starting to get their job done now. They've been in the doldrums for a few years by their own standards. I think Europe is a huge focus for them. Um, they're doing well in that four out of four. They want a home quarter final, And the Pro 14... In their conference, it's almost impossible not to see them being in the playoffs at the end of the season.
0: you have to fall behind Glasgow and the Dragons. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: No, I don't think so. So it's um, it's going really well for him, and they were they were impressive tonight switched off a bit towards the end which is probably, will be a bit of a niggle from. He probably wouldn't say that publicly I expect, but to the players there was just a, they, they could have put another, I don't know 15 points, 14 points on Connacht if they'd really kept going, they didn't the last 20 25 minutes was pretty awful to watch it was just, it was just a game running
1: down to the final whistle
0: Any further perspective? We've had a bit of time to try and take it all in, Alan
1: uh, well, it's the third heaviest defeat we've ever suffered against Ulster, and I thought it was going to be more as as the game went on. I'd, I'd worry that we're, we appear to have become very one-dimensional in attack, and that, that we, we just seem to think that if you pass the ball to the nearest guy who's standing still, that he'll have a chance of getting over the gain line. And it doesn't... that I don't know, it's very disappointing. It's not like the conic we've seen over the last three or four years, that... we seem to have a lot of individuals out there. There seems to be something missing, gelling. There's no gelling going on on the field. A lot of very good players, a lot of guys playing individually quite well. Um, But there's there's definitely something missing. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's a cohesion missing out there.
0: Yeah, you we're trying to balance the reality that we knew this was really going to be a tough period of time. We knew there could be a hell of a lot of defeats mixed in here. We said just try and get through it, stay in contention in the Champions Cup. They've done that. Stay in contention for the playoffs. They're going to do that even if they lose to Leinster. They're not going to be out completely. But at the same time, it does feel like in a really competitive conference, they're slipping away in that playoff chase. And it does feel like the team as a whole are just making more errors than they were making earlier in the season or last season.
2: Yeah, Look, I think they're under pressure. Uh, they're missing a lot of key players. I know every team has injuries, but.
0: As Dan pointed out, but it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's fair enough, but he was able to make 13 changes from that side that played Leinster.
0: Uh, still scored six tries, even if they did concede a hell of a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah we kind of can't do that. Uh, you're missing Colby Fianga, Jared Butler, Kieran Marmy, and the, the list goes on. And I think confidence has drained away from them a little bit. When you look how well they played in Toulouse. Only a few weeks ago and even in Gloucester at times. The performance tonight was very static particularly in attack. That that period just before half time absolutely was the key to the game. Connacht just went into the dressing room, came out didn't play for 10 minutes, conceded two tries, the game was over and the Inter pros keep banging on about it but it is such a key part of the season for Irish teams. You play 6 out of 21 games you, have, you can't go 0-3, and three. they're going to go 0-4 and four next week. I cannot see them getting even close to Leinster. That means you've, your wriggle room to lose other games becomes tighter and tighter. You have to win 13, 14 games to get into
1: even third place. In, I can't even see us winning any of the, the next three Interpros. I don't see where that win is going to come from. Unless the players that are injured come back, next and,
0: and week and against Leinster and then the Ulster home game, Munster weekend.
1: Yeah, like well, like. We don't win down in Munster no more than we win up here. And if they
0: don't win those two games by Williams' mats and by anyone's mats. they're going to have to be Cardiff twice, Edinburgh twice, Scarlet's at home, Kings away, Zebri away, Treviso away. I think I've got all the games there.
2: Yeah, it's just they've no room for manoeuvre. And that's what the season is about. It's about winning enough games to get into the playoff and to get back into the Champions Cup. Because if you want to learn how to play in the Champions Cup, you have to play in it. Year after year. It's the, it's the only way to do it. It
0: kind of underlines how well Connick did and Andy Friend and his management team to get them into Europe last year. But then at the same time, you know, you want to progress as a group. And.
1: Well, the, yeah, but for me, one of the things I'm missing that, that seems to be drifting away every season, we seem to lose a little bit more of the skills that we had developed under the Pat Lam era and the skill levels are, are just getting less and less and like we Dave
0: Ellis times
1: absolutely and we had a situation a couple of situations tonight where if the ball had been passed correctly and simply we would have scored quite easily we had a four on two overlap the ball took a little bit of time to come out there was still time to set it and and you know, get it over. We did get over the line a couple of times. Couldn't get the ball down with Caelan Blade. Another time, um, Stephen Fitzgerald slightly overran it, which meant he had to try and slap the ball down rather than catch it because he probably would have brought it out of play. Um, but you're talking about, you know, very small margins, but those small margins because guys aren't working hard enough. I'm going to say that. I don't think they're working hard enough. That's on good. Their that, skills. That, oh, working hard enough, on on the skills. Their skills, because it's, it's the skills. Like when, when pressure comes on, it's your skills that go first. So the pressure's coming on and the skills aren't there. So, practice your skills, practice your skills, practice your skills. What the New Zealanders do, over and over again, to the, to the nth degree of boringness, you still practice your skills. So, no matter what happens, you can still pass a ball really quickly.
0: Interesting. All right. Look, it's just a perspective. You're not sure they're putting enough into it. Certainly, the evidence suggests we're making errors at key points, both from a kicking point of view, underneath the high kicks, as Alan said on skills as well. I'm not sure we can add much more. We've got to get home. Our listeners will appreciate that. We have to finish it here, because, you know, there's four hours of driving ahead of me. Indeed brilliant beautiful what a finish let's finish on Williams Indeed loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad and confused don't wait until